welcome to the battleground of the gods. Welcome, challengers, to Battleground of the Gods, a Smite podcast. Joining me today, your host, Riggs, uh, is Fro Double G. What's up, everybody? Blaze McBain. Yayo. And we have a very special guest today. I have a I have a full little intro for him right oh, now. Great. So yeah. you you may know our guest today as the Maxonomic Chair Guy. Oh, he is also a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan. He's also one of the casters for the SPL, and most recently he was crowned the most handsome man in the Smite community, the one and only Dolson. I don't know about two or three of those things, but I'll uh, I'll accept the rest of them. Uh, definitely Bengals. Oh, I got the I got it all on right now. This is great. I got the camera the upside Burr. down. <laughs> the Joe Burr shirt, the Joe Burr glasses. Um, happy to be here, guys. Always down to talk some smite. Um, so excited to to get into the show. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, we met at Worlds a little bit briefly. Yep. I'm sure you met yep. a ton of people. Kind of talked about it. Uh, we are the longest running smite podcast. Got to make sure to drive that into the ground. Uh, you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, nah. So, I mean, if anybody out there doesn't know who you are, which if you don't know who Dolson is, I mean, you know, what are you doing? But uh, if anybody doesn't know who you are, you want to get like a brief kind of sure. explanation of you who say you are, that, what, what do you do? We do thing. have one co-host who's kind of sitting out because he's like, I don't really know this Dolson guy, so I'm not going to yeah, be fair here. enough. That is fair. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I mean, if I guess you probably have listeners who are like purely smite game type uh uh, consumers, I guess. So few for, and for far those between, of you but we do. Just the Smite game consumers. I do uh, commentary for for the Smite pro scene. That's the simple way of putting it. On top of that, you know, videos, ads, bunch of stuff behind the scenes as well. But I'm the on camera guy for esports and games, and that's how I always boil it down. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the the most like the best way you can simplify it. It's like, hey, what do you do? Uh, I'm the esports guy. Yeah, I'm the esports <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, casters, I wouldn't say we wear a lot of hats. We wear some hats, but th- there is a lot of creative process stuff behind the scenes. There's a lot of um, video formulating and stuff. We have a video team. They're all very talented. Um, script writing, and uh, we have a constant kind of think tank of ideas, I feel like, going on at any given time. And casters are a big part of, of content creation and those ideas, and... So the simple way, yeah, is I'm just the dude who yells about the games. But yeah, the whole team, we, we do a lot of different stuff, especially in the off season when we don't have actual games going on. This is where we got to give it a bit more creative with our time. You know, we're planning things up for season 10 and we want to change around the structure of the show and we've got to do streams and planning out what type of content we want to do this year. So, you know, really in the first few months of the year is when the on-camera guy stuff is less and the setting the stage for the rest of the year is sort of where the caster role changes. Because we get that a lot. Because when we're not on camera, it seems like there's just nothing we would be doing, which is a totally fair <laughs> assumption, I guess, when, when all you see is the on-camera stuff. Um, but yeah, now, th- this time of year is a lot of, of planning caster stuff going on, which is nice because I, I get to enjoy a breather before we, we really get into things, and it gets chaotic uh, over the next few months. Something I noticed there is that you called it Season 10 and not Season X. Like, I don't know. Is that, I still don't know is that what it's going to be called now? Is it season 10 of the season? I I don't know. Admittedly, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, I have not gotten my brand request on that yet. I have to imagine I'm going to accidentally use both 
all throughout the year here this year. Because I was already I was already mixed up in my brain because it's Smite year ten, but SPL season ten or season X, and like the year and the season thing was like tripping up my brain. You know, I'm I'm a very Ron Burgundy type. I'll I'll say whatever it is you want me to say as far as our brand team goes. I just need a direct like this is what we're gonna call it, and we'll probably have those meetings. Well, the SPL play-in tournaments in what, like two weekends? So yeah. before then, we'll <laughs> we'll have it ironed out. But as of right now, I could not tell you. I love the season. Or what were you, uh, you going to say? Oh, I was going to say uh, I'm going to proceed assuming that casters are much like teachers. They don't actually do anything outside of school. They're like NPCs oh, yeah, dude, who yeah, just yeah. sit there waiting for the <laughs> right. next interaction. Yeah, yeah correct. class ends uh, and they just sit in the classroom yeah, waiting for the next day. They don't go see you tomorrow. Yeah, that's definitely what hours. some of my students think, for sure. Yeah. I'm at the studio right now in the green room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a cot underneath the, the analyst desk that I sleep on, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. There, I mean, never you going you did sleep in the studio. So. I did. I sure did sleep in the studio. That was like the worst night of sleep. The problem is, is for the lighting to be right, they had to aim like one of the stage lights right at me. <laughs> Oh no! And I don't, and I'm, you know, I don't, I haven't slept with like a, a an eye cover or anything, and so I'm laying on this air mattress in the middle of the soundstage with a spotlight on my face, and I'm like wrapping my eyes in like a blanket, and I'm like trying to sleep, and by the time I actually went to sleep, <laughs> I only got like four hours. Um, like we all wanted to get, we got to pick and choose our flights on that day to get out to Worlds. And I just wanted to get there, so I chose like a 9 a.m. flight. I just want to get out there. We don't have sound check or anything that day. It was sort of just to settle in, tour the venue, and, and sort of relax before things kick off. And so I chose the early one, and that was my own doing. What I didn't realize, and it was a good thing, actually, um, that, that this happened, but um, our office manager schedules all of our shuttles and stuff. And so a shuttle came to pick us up at like 5 in the morning or something like that. And in my brain, I'm thinking, I get to the airport like an hour before my flight, if it's a 9 a.m. flight, and I'll totally be fine. But it ended up being like a chaotic morning and so as terrible of a night of sleep as i got because i had to wake up early it was actually totally the correct call um will i sleep in the studio again Pro- probably if people want <laughs> if, 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 if people want me to do it i'm a sucker for content and so I'd, I'd be open to it again it wasn't so terrible that i would never do it but it was not a good night of sleep i'll i'll say that much Luckily, the hotel was cozy, so I got to catch up over the next few days. Yeah, maybe next the time only they have like a out here saying they caught up on directly shining onto you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> what was that for? I said he's the only person that said he got caught up on sleep during Worlds. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a relative, that's a relative term, though. I think caught up relative to that night. Yeah, I don't know. Still by the end of that weekend. I mean, I slept for like two straight days by the time I got home. Because that was, you know, so much fun. And so this this isn't like a complainy thing. It's just our schedules were, you know, I did the red carpet thing with um, with Kelly a couple of the days. And so that started at like 9 because the show and all that went, I think we, we started funneling people in around 10. Maybe the game started at 10. So I had to be there for like hair and makeup at like 7.30. And, you know, the adrenaline after each day is still really high. And so I'm not going to bed until midnight, 1230, 1am. Um, and I don't like, I didn't do the whole going out thing until the, the, the day after or to Sunday night. You know, sort of this weird balance where I was completely exhausted and sleep deprived because I was waking up so early and going to bed so late. But once I'm actually in there, I get a cup of coffee in me and I eat a little food. Sort of the atmosphere made it a lot easier to, to, to be awake and almost shrug off 
the fact that I slept for like two or three hours less than I normally do. So it ended up not feeling terrible until I got home and the weight was off and the post-world sadness really set in and then I just didn't want to leave bed. Um, and that was my life for like three or four days. And I, I feel like a lot of people had that though. What you, you get home from Worlds and you're like, man, what now? And you kind of just like sit and be sad yeah. about it. And so I felt like a sense of community where everyone was feeling that way. And that at least made me feel close to others. Yeah, this was a, that was my first in-person Worlds. I know yeah. that Fro had gone before. I don't know about you, Dilson. Was that your first in-person one working it? So I worked in, so this would have been season six of Smite. It would have been Dreamhack Atlanta when SK won. That's right. I was, I was on Paladins at the time. I was doing like stage interviews for Smite, like the post-game interviews. Actually, it was really funny because that was my first, that was my first in-person esports event ever. I had attended season five Worlds when they were trying to get me to like come in and work in the future they're like look how cool all this is and so i had, I had attended season five just on the sunday i think season six i worked as a member of the paladins caster team because remember we, we kind of split time paladins in the morning smite in the afternoon um, on that one stage and it was my first like in-person big stage interview and i think i did well but the first time i interviewed captain twig and i was a member of the paladins team but the first time i ever did a smite interview was a post-game interview with twig after rival had won one of their sets i ha- like i kind of reach out with the mic and twig like takes it from my hand like steals the mic which is you know to, to the average viewer it's not that big of a deal but it's like you're not supposed to let the the, the person like just have the mic and and i'm you know i'm so new to all this i didn't really realize that but i knew it was kind of a mess up and so i remember you can like see my face like die inside and i'm just like <laughs> n- nodding and i'm red in the face like trying to recover it was my first it was my first in-person worlds though this year um as a member of the actual smite casting team it was a long time coming thank god we we had it we all needed it and it i think it exceeded expectations in a lot of ways for for myself and and you know it's it's hard to to capture that feeling and really boil it down into an essence but you know that that's one of the it's a it's a core memory for for lack of a better term for for myself for I think for all the other casters and I imagine for a lot of the, the folks who actually went to Worlds there's just there's just something about it this year where it felt very um, big and exciting and sort of a finally we're back type of thing and I, I think it was just so important. I was gonna say I was yeah, at I home, guess it was... but it was still awesome like even at yep. home. Um, yep. I couldn't arrange stuff for my kids to be able to go. But, like, yeah, the whole, like, stew debacle, like, in chat was probably my favorite thing. I'm like, well, like, but no, it's like, there's coo and stew, and then there's all these people like, oh, my God, they're booing them. And I'm like, like, no, dude, like, like, listen back. I promise they're not booing. And then I thought I was the dumb one. I was like, wait a minute. There's all these people that are saying that it's Let's not start assuming too much here. Yeah, you know. Like uh, it's like in the NFL, dude. You got like Green Bay Packers legend John Coon. It's a little bit of a throwback, dude. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do a little, do a little fullback dive. Coon. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was my first Worlds uh, in person. Oh, nice. And that was it was super cool to just be like the atmosphere. It's like it's one of those things where you go to like uh, a Worlds or like a convention or anything, and you're you're around like minded people. And yeah. it's kind of cool to just like everybody that you can that is there is there for the same reason as you. So it's like you could just talk to people, and it's you don't have to feel weird about it. Like everyone is, it's right. like it's like you said, it's like a big community. So it was really cool to be in person for that. I met Fro, met Nev, who's not here. Met a lot of people that I wanted to meet. I put Nev you mentioned Twig. I put uh, he's my he's been he's been my favorite player ever since I started watching SPL back in like season one. Yeah. And I waited in that King's meet and greet and I posted a picture in this discord. If you go to the, the text channel for it, I made a sign that said Captain Twig has a massive cock. <laughs> and uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Did it get got through? him to take a picture with me. 
They got it through did the, get through. I guess they don't, yeah. I don't know. They probably don't have check signs or whatever. That's funny. Nah. <laughs> And then, oh my god! <laughs> I was, I was, I, when they won, I ran up to the stage. I was holding it up there. I don't know if anybody nice. saw it. I know some people in the crowd were reacting to it, but I was, uh, it was a super fun time. I think that's such, that's such a good story with with Twig and his whole his whole journey. I mean, to come so close, so many times, and he's always been such a professional about things and such a good teammate. Yeah, the it just it felt the the one video that I guess our video team had put together after Worlds. It was like a week after Worlds, and it was to that Don't You Forget About Me song, like the Breakfast Club song and Twig. It's like they put that to the ending of the King's final game, and it like goes black and white, and Twig like thrusts the hammer into the air. It is is like one of the best videos that just brings a smile to my face every time. I know, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of Kings fans just in general, but by the time the tournament went on, I think a lot of fans of teams who had been knocked out ended up rooting for the kings because of twig um and just wanting to see him finally win the ring and they did it and there was you know even though i'm i'm cursed with my finals 3-0 last year 3-0 this year i still enjoy you know the good story and and the kings and their run and really twig finally getting it done was able to kind of cover up the fact that it was such a speedy few games there on that sunday at least for me you know, as casters, you want a cat. You want it, you want it to go all five. You know, I want even though it's exhausting and my voice would have been gone. You know, I casted two quarterfinals. I wanted both those to go to three. I would casted the Kings versus the Bolts semifinal. I wanted that to go to five, and I want finals to go to five because that that game five is like nothing else. And I'm a cursed boy when it comes to my world's casts. I think, but got some great moments and and being there with fans as casters, sort of regardless of how the games turned out, it was really easy to get get sucked in and get invested and a, a quick 3-0 one way or the other didn't really end up mattering because it was still just so energetic and so exciting but yeah watch watching twig win was was a whole lot of fun and i know that that he had some fans there i met his parents and his parents are just super nice and, and his mom his mom told me um she like jokingly told me how mad she gets at me because i'm so good in her words at like making the games really intense and nerve-wracking i guess like in the big moments and she's like i have to leave the room when you're talking in the close games <laughs> Because like that's awesome. You just make me so nervous, and I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. The mom who doesn't really know way, what's going on. It's like a on. backwards way of saying I do a good yeah, it's job. It's like a backhanded guess, compliment. So. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. She's not able to actually like see what's going on in the game or like tell what's going on in the game too much. So right. she just has to go off your right. hypeness, and she's like, I can't take it. The anxiety. Right. She hears good kings yelling, and then she can come back into the room. Was my read. Um, other than that, it's got to be <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, I can't. Uh, that, get, Worlds are so important for so many reasons. I think for me, one of the coolest things is meeting the pro parents and and, and how supportive they are of of their kids and, and them chasing their dreams and, and playing pro games. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed when the Warriors were playing in the quarterfinals, like, Neil Ma's mom was, like, running around trying to hype up the crowd. And yeah. Robin Ma, Neil's dad, was there. And it's him and I talk on Twitter sometimes. So it was, like, kind of fun to meet them. Mike's dad loves uh, giving me crap. And then I got to meet him. And it's just sort of, it's it's really cool to see this, this unique parenting perspective where it's almost the same as, like, supporting their kids at, at a sporting event, you know, they're playing soccer, football, whatever, in, in school, but now they're just playing pro games. But it's a little different because the parents still don't fully, completely understand exactly what's going on <laughs> yep. um, in the same way they might yeah. understand, like, football or soccer or whatever. But there are a few that have, like, really gotten a good grasp. I think um, 
I think Mike's dad actually has a pretty good understanding of Smite and how it works. Like, he'll always, he'll tweet about drafts and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he'll talk about when the Dragons lost in semifinals. I remember I talked to him the next day and he was kind of nitpicking a few things that he noticed that the Dragons were doing wrong or whatever. And I don't know if that's like things Mike had said to him that he then kind of echoed out or whatever. But yeah. He said it with confidence, and I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. I, I, I think give for, a shout-out to, to Bronick's really cool. mom, too. Yeah, Bronick's Bronick's mom's, mom's super supportive. super into it. Yep. We have to shout-out Nev's dad, too, because she's I not I was just going to say Nev's but dad. He, he, I was going to say, he watched Worlds and was like, never really watched like Pro Smite before and was like making yeah. predictions and was right. Really? Nice. Nev's dad uh, doesn't even awesome. play Smite. Like, knows yeah. nothing. Yeah. That's one thing I was going to say, Dolson, is like my, yeah. so my wife recently started watching some smite with me over worlds. Cause she mm-hmm. knows I love casting. I love just watching it. And one day she's like, who's that guy? And is he that <laughs> tall or is everybody else yeah, really no. short? And I was like, no, nah, Dulce's yeah. just tall, man. Um, yeah, I and... got a lot of that, <laughs> but, uh, she's the same way. Like we're, when you hype cast, like she's like way more interested Sure than I have with some of the other casters. And I love all the casters, but yeah. like, when you're casting for chair one, she'll be like oh so this is what's happening i'm like yeah she's like there's a lot that goes on in smite yeah (laughs) she goes i understand why you play it now i think i got i got sort of lucky with my to to that note i think i kind of got lucky with my you know casting is very personality based of course and Mm -hmm. and so a lot of that comes out with me when i cast now that i've actually gotten comfortable i was very uh nervous and balled up when i first started paladins and i first started casting i was like very regimented and strict and when i first started smite i was super nervous and and eventually i kind of come out of my shell um i think i got i promise there's a point here um i i got lucky not knowing the game at all when i first started casting and i think i got lucky in that sense because when i was actually asking questions and and trying to lead the conversation in certain directions it's because i like genuinely didn't know or like you know i didn't know what was going on and now i understand it a lot better and and i i can really read the flow of the game and that feels a lot more natural to me but i think i like built my casting style with smite so early on being someone who had played league of legends for like years and like so i knew mobas and how they worked and, and i had a general understanding of of smite and how it worked but wearing the characters their abilities the items all that sort of stuff all the interactions who's good early who's good late what's this lane matchup like none of that I'd, i had no idea at least to a very small degree and so like i kind of built this structure where i have to ask questions and i have to lead conversation and i have to describe the action in a very specific way because that's like the only way i know how to do it because i don't know anything else and so while i'm a bit more free flowy now and i know a lot more about the game and and, and i'm able to read it a lot better i think the way and I guess my ability to describe and, like, drive conversation actually ends up coming from a place where I I didn't know much. And I, I was, like, I was grasping at straws and I, like, had to ask a million questions just to, you know, sort of figure things out and really understand how things are going. And, yeah, I don't know. The, the big intense moments, that's what casters dream of. And I think I, I it's sort of a unique balance, almost along the same thread, where I'm, I'd say I'm above average at the game. I'm not, I'm not amazing. I'm not terrible. You know, I'm, like, slightly, you know, I'm, I'm probably, like, Firmly like a plat, maybe very low di- or high five or four level diamond type player. You know, I'm somewhere in that little pocket. And so everything the pros do is cool to me because it's all yeah. so amazing. And, and like, <laughs> to me, I'm like, oh my God, I could never do that. And so like, it's real genuine excitement. And like when the moments, I need to stop doing it. But like my like, I'm scared bit was like actually me being like, like I'm nervous. Like, oh my God, yeah. we're, we're 50 minutes into this game and a fire jet. Like I'm like genuinely freaked out. And that's a bit overplayed, so I'm moving on from that this year. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when, when I 
watching the pros do their thing, it's so easy to get excited because for me, I'm like, I could never do that. And I genuinely mm-hmm. think it's cool. It could be a run of the mill play for them, but for us average smite players, a lot of that stuff is, is really neat. And so I think that's helped with my emotion and description and, and all of that when it comes to casting. Yeah, I think, well, I think one of our old co-hosts said once that the game just flows and bends differently around pro, pro players. 100%. And yep. it, it generally seems to. And I, I don't know what it is. Their, their, their skill and their knowledge of the game is just... It, well, they're on a whole nother level. They're, they're pros. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yep. And until you, like, play with one, it, it's hard to describe. But it's weird. I always talk about... I got in a match and it was like, oh, it was Paul... Aurora and like it's the whole crew it's their whole team minus Benji they have Freya it's a we're playing in this like little tournament they're hosting and we're all hype we're like oh we're gonna get pro players we're like we're gonna get rolled but this is gonna be fun and I remember I saw Paul half health on hell and I was like surely with a crit build I could kill this man Uh, no no I stepped up I don't even think I landed the auto I don't even even I did doesn't matter he was full health by the fight I was dead on the gray screen I was like that was really awesome Um, (laughs) (laughs) that was super sick I forgot, I think I was streaming, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and Aurora like, came into the stream, and he's like, yo, let me run some arena with you guys. And I felt so bad for their team. It was like, me, Aurora, Lermy, oh, God. who's also amazing at the game. Lermy's um, cracked. And like, a couple other people. And Aurora's playing like full damage Sylvanas, and he's like <laughs> hitting five-man knockups, and like the rest of the team. And then like Lermy's up there like ready for the follow-up, and the rest of us are like dinking around in base, I'm and they're here. like you're yeah. like deiciding them five yeah. v two, and I'm, like I'm, <laughs> it's just a whole nother tier of 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 gaming. And I I actually have never seen a more lopsided game of of arena in my life. I felt terrible because I clearly the people in that specific instance were not familiar with like Smite esports because in the post game lobby they're all arguing with each other about like who yeah. went who. Yeah. Who did wrong and i'm like you guys like you <laughs> yeah. never had a chance like there was just yeah. no way like because if you know it's a roar you're like i'm fine to get bodied by a roar that was a cool experience he played These a new people support. were like trying to analyze it was he did and in, uh, in the game he i'm sure it worked i'm way. sure it looked good and i'm yeah. sure it looked good <laughs> i was like yeah, I he locked the and i was like i don't like this and then i died and i was like that yeah, was right. pretty cool pretty right cool. i was i was playing an assault a couple weeks ago against derpy bear barracuda uh <laughs> Oh, and who the hell was their buddy? It's another one of their friends. I'm drawing a blank. Probably like, but, like Ghost or something, probably. I know they play with him a lot. I, I, I don't remember who it was. But yeah, it, it's it's one of the people they play with. And like I told my team, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a rough match, guys. We got Bear out on the enemy team. And then my team's like, who's that? I'm like, just watch out for the Kabrakin. <laughs> just watch yep. out. That's all I got to say. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. The worst part, too, is how casual they make it look. Like, I watch... I. I primarily play like solo jungle maybe support and also i'll watch a lot of like the pro player streams and stuff i'll watch like haddocks and he's just like talking about food or he's like hey, i think i'm gonna order some like food later and while he's like solo like 1v2ing them their jungler and he's just like yeah you know oh the chick-fil-a is not that good i don't know if i'm gonna get right. that and it's just like 1v2 <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the I, worst part it makes me feel I've so bad that with like uh, i've been i've been streaming my ranked grind um and like when i'm in I game I, I can't like break away from like the the game and the stream or, or, or the game that's going on itself i like i feel so bad because i pay like half attention to, to chat and the rest of the stream and so i can't i can't fathom being so good and so casually that good you're reading chat you know you're buying items on an instant you're not thinking about it it's just obvious that this is what you need to be doing and it just it's just like an extension of your brain that allows you to then use that brain space to like be a good streamer and address chat and talk about whatever you want. Because I've got to put like all of my mental into it or else 
Yeah. Or else I'm like getting diffed a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, Haddock strikes me as that type of dude. I bet he's I could see him doing that like while like actual SPL games are going on. Especially like that Bolts <laughs> team with like how silly they were with one another. Oh, when he was a part of that squad. I could see them talking about God knows what while the games were happening. Because they went on like a pretty good winning streak a couple years ago. Yeah, that, that's that's he gives me very casually incredibly good aura from Haddocks, and I think he reminds us of it all the time. It's it's he's an intimidating player, uh, both on stream and on SPL. Then you have the opposite side of that. You have genetics, who's like <laughs> macroing every single thing. He's like, oh yeah, if I, I'm gonna steal the mini off this purple buff, I'm gonna hit level five, like one minion before them. Then I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna kill them. It's just easy. And then I'm just like, what? Yeah, you're like what just happened? He's he's playing he's playing 4D chess in Smite, um, while the rest of us are just like, man, it'd be really cool if I get my purple buff this rotation. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm getting invaded again. And yeah, I'm tired again. <laughs> yeah. Right. My personal favorite thing to do in Smite right now, and I've been doing this for the past year. I'm like, hey, chat, watch this. It's gonna be sick, and then I just instantly die. Like I, I oh, feel God. like I'm about to do something really hey, good. Hey, chat, watch and then, this. It's and, and always I, a bad and, thing to say. And I immediately die. Immediately die. Um, I have clips of it where it's like, hey, chat, watch this. I'm 1v2. It looks like it's going my way. And then like a cuckoo sneezes on me and I'm dead. And I'm like, oh, man, that was uh, that was super sick. Never mind. Should have calculated better. Yeah. My so, math brain didn't want to work. Sounds like we're getting into some games. So I will uh, I'll kick it over to Blaze. You have any uh, games oh. you want to talk about this week? Any, yeah. any bangers? Any yeah. bad ones? Yeah, I got some bad ones. I got some real bad ones. That's what we'll start. Uh, I played in Albion Giants League Smite, and um, the enemy team DMs me on Monday, and they're like, look, we can play Monday and we can play Wednesday. And I was like, all right, sick. Um, I'm out Wednesday. My team can't play. Let's see what we can do for this, you know, 12 hours from now type of deal. And um, play with two subs. And game one, we just get rickrolled. I mean, like, it was bad. We we just bought into everything that their comp wanted. They're like, they lock Alderaan. I'm like, surely we grab Finra for this man. Um, and that was our first mistake uh, because anytime we wanted to engage, Finra died. Um, so game one went really well. Uh, we lost really, really bad. Game two, though. Well, we hold, 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 hold up, hold up. You can't say you bought yeah, yeah. into all the bait and then only say yeah. that you picked a Finra yeah, against Alderaan because that's, that's what you do soul. generally. Hold up. Okay, here we go. Okay, Finra locked in. Think that's going to go well? No. Yep, they had okay, Alderaan. Yep. They ha- like, they, who else did they have? So Hold how'd on. they fuck your Fenrir? Dude, th- they had all range, and, like, he just could not get in. He jumps in for the stun, he just immediately dies. Dude, you just get um, blown up. Okay. It, super, super sick. Let me look real quick, though. I was expecting, I like, yeah, we picked Fenrir for the Oleron, and they picked a hell and ev- cleansed every Ragnarok or, you know, no, something like they that. Had, or they, they, they went Chiron game. mid, and then, you know, what is it? Yeah. Masterful the archery or whatever. is Neja, Choo Choo, Cuckoo... Ganesha Oleron. So Finra jumps in, gets silenced, oh, okay. uh, dies. Yeah. Um, we had Sylvanas. Uh, he just gets silenced and died. <laughs> we have Surter. He uh, likes to ult in, and guess what he did? He got silenced and also died. All right. So, so um, it's not necessarily then... <laughs> that you like they counterpicked like per se every single character. You just like you got out comped for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we okay. we're like, oh, surely this is gonna be good, and then. They locked in Ganesha, and I was like, this is why we should have banned that. Uh, because we talked about banning it, and then we just didn't, uh, which is really normal for us. We're good at that. <laughs> we, got, we got bodied that um, You know, you would think relate. with my coaching ability, we would quit doing that. But as a team, we really just like not to listen to each other from time to time. Again, two subs. I, so. Do you guys have a captain? Yeah, it's me. 
but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I, oh, I bring okay. up suggestions and then, and then they will all agree against me. And I'm like, Hey guys, remember when we talked about, they're like, yeah, you were right. And I'm like, okay, at least we know game one, game two, let's figure this out. Um, our game two draft was much better. We had a really good time. In fact, we were winning that game. And then we did my favorite thing. And we saw this in, um, oh my goodness, what's the name of the tournament? The SPL qualifier tournament to get into SPL for the last two teams. Uh, just the promotion tournament? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Play-ins? So, play yeah, play-ins. There we go. So we saw this in play-ins where teams would have like a 20k gold lead and then lose, which is really impressive on both sides. <laughs> and and we did that. God damn, we, uh, boys. We had this like massive gold lead. I think we're up like 12k. We push down left tier one, tier two, get a phoenix. And I'm like, leave just leave and get the tier twos like we have fire giant do the right thing we just take down the tier twos we back we spend all of our gold and we're just so far ahead they can't do anything uh my team decided that wasn't a good idea and i know what you're thinking who's the shout caller me from adc okay so that we we got that answered all the ready um and they greeted at phoenix for a kill and we all died except for one person um and then it went downhill from there uh, we lost that game too uh so really impressive losses this week uh, is what we're doing. Um, other than that, uh, I casted some smite last night. It went pretty good. Uh, games weren't like super crazy or anything. I am excited for tomorrow and Monday. I'm casting Oklahoma state versus Marshall tomorrow and Oklahoma state versus Louisville on Monday. Uh, I'm really excited about collegiate smite. Uh, the collegiate smite scene is always super, super fun. So I'm excited about that. Uh, other than that, Knox is diamond. So we are all diamond Knox, uh, as promised. <laughs> The fuck uh, out of here! <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was diamond. Challenge. Uh, my new favorite diamond challenge. R- rigs, rigs, rigs. I have a build for you though. So I got tired of building damage knocks and making people upset uh, that way uh, because that's not fun. Uh, you know, watching people die to your ult it, and this tick down slowly and the last tick kills them. That's fun, but it's more fun when you're a tank uh, because the tick is like 17 damage, and I watched a Poseidon run away, and the last tick of 17 damage is what killed them. Nobody else hit them. It was just that last tick uh, from the Noxalt, which felt really good. Uh, so people kept wanting to build healers. And I said, well, you know, because I keep, I'm on this PSA about Divine Ruin, you should build Divine Ruin. It is an item for mages that anti-heals. Please, for the love of God, build Divine Ruin. Someone in a new episode chat this week is going to be like, are you still preaching this? Yes, because people still aren't it's building It's been it. years. It's been years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's good. It's like real good. They now. gave Odebo they gave it more passive. power than another passive people. Fucking buy it. Come Please on. It. I'm gonna <laughs> continue gonna my PSA take? about if you build tablet in games that I'm casting, I'm going to talk about how you don't have stacks 30 minutes into the game, which means you didn't hit damage. Dawson's <laughs> like, yep, been Dawson's there, true. seen that, yeah. seen that. Help, help <laughs> yourself. Help yourself. Um, but I started building Tainted Steel, Divine Ruin, Contagion, Breastplate, Amulet Stronghold into Glad Shield. And then upgrading into a tainted breastplate, good time, good time for you and you only. Uh, for my team. <laughs> okay, I guess your team gets injured. Not the, for the, the enemy on the team. Of, on the thing of tablet, I I have a rule: if you build, if you build tablet or prophetic, I feel like you have the green card to to int to get stacks. Like if you if I'm not seeing full stacks like thirty minutes in on either of those, what are you doing? Big agree. Like, That's how I play yeah. anyway, and so I buy those <laughs> items so I can get away with it that's my mindset yeah because yeah. then if you die you know if you, if you if you dive tower and you die your teammates like what are you doing like i gotta stack i right, literally right. tell people that and i'm like worth. if you're building these <laughs> items you have to int for them they're like but i don't i'm like you have 15 stacks on tablet and you've had it for 20 minutes um you kind of need to int for the stacks please i mean Help you don't me have to int, but you have permission to int. you do 
Um, yeah, you, you, you have an escape if you win. <laughs> I do want to shout out a build, and I want to see – I'm going to help you, Riggs, because you're a solo player. So I'm going to tell you that this is a warrior, and I want you to guess which warrior it is. Preya. It's not. Uh, God Ornate Arrow. That was so Hayes quick, Riggs. That was quick. I got to say. <laughs> Demon Blade. Envenom Deathbringer. Indominance. Gilgamesh. No. Do you want another could guess? Start, could you start over? <laughs> I'm. I'm. Surely yeah. it's not like a Bologna or something. Okay. Right? Or- Ornate Arrow. Hasten Katana. Aussie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Demon Blade. Envenom mm-hmm. Deathbringer. Dominance. All right. So I'm, if there's someone that makes sense on you, wouldn't warrior. be bringing it's it gotta up. Be so stupid. this is a Kakulin build. If I've ever heard one. I then. wish it was Kakulin. That would have made me shock? feel better about it. Not shock. Okay. Then I have no idea. Yeah. If someone had made sense on you, wouldn't be bringing it up. Achilles. I that would have also been fire. It and it was unfortunately a Nike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, I appreciate when someone locks in like a Nike or something, any god, and they just build something that just doesn't make sense and they perform well on it. Like that makes me oh, happy. No. Because they went 10-8 and 17. So I couldn't be mad at them. I they, while we had a 3 and 11 Anubis who's just having a rough time. So uh that's my games of the week. That's how they went. Uh, some lots of L's, but uh, got some dubs on Knox and a couple hunters, and it felt okay. Fro, how are your games? So my games this week, uh, rather short and sweet. I played a decent amount on Wednesday with BMT, Brutal Magalini nice. time. Good old Leaf Warrior, Snort, Nightlock. By the way, we got to schedule them on the podcast. It's been a while. Um, they were just we were just doing random. Uh, what was it? Infinite Assault. It's weird. Out of, like, the seven games we played, there was a certain set of, like, eight gods that got banned every single time that somehow made it so we couldn't ban actual other toxic shit. Uh, weird. <laughs> I'm gonna get back up on the soapbox once again and remove fucking healers from any goddamn game mode that has max cooldown. They just remove them from the game mode. That game mode, I'm not saying all MOTDs, but if it's one where you can get 80% motherfucking cooldown, remove the fucking healers. <laughs> they are taking up our band slots, and I'm having to deal with our Pwashes and Zeuses and other shit that stop the game mode from actually being fun, so me and my friends can't play five fucking damage Kepris, okay? <laughs> I mean, you could if you built That's Divine right. and can, you know, that might help. I mean, we did buy a lot of Divines. It's a good item. People buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good item. But, uh, yeah, so we dealt with a lot of toxic shit. We were trying to do um, what we were referring to as Party with Marty, right? Uh, as you all noticed, we did name an episode that a couple weeks ago, and that is wholeheartedly again because Flareboot hated the joke. So, Party with Marty, everybody. But we had five Marty Choruses, Metachorus, Manichorus, whatever the fuck his name is, and just put grass all over the assault map. Right, and like we were like setting paths so we could just like walk around the whole thing, staying invisible, and then just like blasting people that are one from range. Uh, it was very fun, rather toxic. That's why we did it. Um, that's with BMT. You gotta kind of you got you gotta okay. stew in the, in the toxic a little bit, right? I have a question um, about the grass paths. Did you guys like make them in order, or do you guys? Because if you connect them, if the corners just touch, you can just walk through the corner, even though your character model is outside of it. You can just walk through the corner and be in. Right. Uh, we did it the best way that five idiots can do it. So <laughs> yes to both. There were okay. corner touchings. There were side by sides. Uh, I mean, there's smiley faces. You know, we went through the gambit. I got you. That's uh, like uh, picking five afros and making shapes with the links. Not actually fighting, just making shapes. Why uh, would you pick five afros with the links? Huh? Did you not? Because I wanted to make not, a star. Did you not just hear my rant? 
Did you not hear yeah, my yeah, rant? The strike yeah, yeah, this whole building Blaze. healing. Blaze. <laughs> God we damn it. We were trying to make stars and shapes, and that's what we did. Blaze that cute. I just made a big wiener out of the grass. I mean, you laugh, but I do that in MOTD with my wards. Like, if someone comes in and they're like, oh, look, I made a pair of boobs, you can just turn their boobs into a cock on the map. But anyways. <laughs> just, people do that in uh, in cooldowns on Sundays when they get the, uh, oh, whatchamacallit, the chalice. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, nope. Also good nope, item. changing that. Sorry, Dolson. I, I didn't know if anyone warned you, but no. this is not a mature podcast by any means. No, uh, it's all good. It's, a better, it's better that way, right? <laughs> But there was, we, we did also attempt to do multiple Artemises. That's toxic, uh, especially since I found out if you go 40% CDR and all five of you buy the upgraded med, you can Tusky, pop your meds, all five of you, and then Tusky again in like two seconds. Uh, and if you also, because you're going, you know, you built your full cooldown, which probably means you have Jotuns and Soul Eater or something else that's giving you pen, your Tusky does a shit ton of damage. So, you know, it's pretty cool when you got, you know, Ten Tuskies just going through, hitting everybody. It it will kill most of the enemy team without them being able to do anything about it. Again, you got to stew in the toxic a little bit when you hang out with BMT. It's great. Uh, we also did five Ganeshes, tried and true, dropping alts, always fun. But that's that was enough about playing with them boys. I do have some games from last night when I played with good old young Bryce, Goldzillion Beers, and Big Rick, uh, and Trevor was there too. Well, some of our old co-hosts here that uh, are no longer with us, they were playing some Smite and sent me an invite. Soul is pretty busted in Assault uh, right now with just Mage ADC still being strong. I went like, what was it, 12, 6, and 22, really hurting them. But the other game that I really want to bring up is a game where I was on Maui, right? First off, I, I remember watching Worlds and how impactful Maui is, right? You know how unimpactful he feels in a lot of Assault games, though? Like, now I say this. I say this, but I was wholeheartedly, I went, I went two, six and 31, right? I was getting some fucking assists, but even while getting these assists, I still felt so fucking useless. Like I, dude, I made numerous, numerous good plays, but still felt worthless. Cause I, you know, I'd charge up my little fish hook and I'd hit them and I'd pull them and I'd pull somebody and they'd get chunked like 80% of their health. But then just because I'm Maui, I have nothing to follow it up with. And it's like, oh, well I did hit my one CC and we punished the shit out of them for it. I just don't have anything else to contribute and I feel worthless. But, you know, I'm tossing out my movement speed buff for everybody and giving people prots. Like, I was hitting stuns here and there, but it's an assault, right? I'm, you want to kind of not necessarily leap in all the time. Uh, and I whiffed the shit out of my first, like, four alts. Uh, Maui alt is one of the few abilities that I have changed off from Instacast to Quick Cast. It did help, but uh, I am just kind of a shitter, too. So, there's that. Uh, yeah, so Maui somehow made me feel like I was super impactful and completely useless at the same time. It's very, very interesting. Riggs, how are your games? Bro, I just got two. Uh, had a 33-kill Gilgamesh jungle game in ranked. Uh, you think I won that game? No. Uh, <laughs> did not win that game. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know how it goes. Uh, yeah. not, not to be the one that's like, you know, where's my backline, but... Uh, I think we've all had games like that where you're you're kind of putting in the work, turn around, and your backline is nowhere to be found. And uh, you know, may or may not have out damaged my entire team combined again. But uh, oh, okay, that's good. That's, that's neither that. here nor there. That's a uh, that's always a good. <laughs> you know, time. it's just unlucky. You know, sometimes it's like that. 
Yeah, it's yeah. like the game um, I talked about last week where I was being accused of inting while I was the only one positive on my team and controlled the T screen. I'm like, I just, I'm somehow inting and not helping. I don't get this. And then uh, for a blaze, I know, Dolson, you play a lot of ADC, right? I think yeah. I, know I watch a lot of your streams. Yeah. ADC. Yeah. So tell me about this, right? You know, 27 minute game, played, mm-hmm. played Freya, mm-hmm. uh, got stuck with ADC. I was like, I'll play Freya. Uh, typically, you know, you don't see Freya's fighting a lot until they get a couple items at least uh may or may not have been involved in 32 kills in a 27 minute game oh my god (laughs) from level three on from level three on there was always at least three people in dueling whether it was mid Mm -hmm. mid support adc jungle support adc yeah that's typical this one time a soul laner tp'd over yeah that's my favorite (laughs) all five come over and you're like oh sick dude they're all here we're partying, but there's no Marty. Um, oh, no, yeah. there was a Marty. Well, it was me you. against the Marty, and I don't know what that god does. I have not played that god. Now, um, when you say yeah, there's three people all, in all the I've lane, heard is, do you mean your team? All I've heard is that he's just, he just has a lot of bursts. But when part? you say there was three people in the in, in the lane, do you mean on, on your side or the enemy side? Oh, on both sides. It was like a it was oh, like a battleground okay. in dual lane. It was just a massive, just, it was okay. like a minefield. There's just dead okay. bodies everywhere. Because there is advantage if there's constantly three. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, oh no! Yeah, it was it was both ways. It was it was like the dual lane was the only lane in the map. Basically, it was like we were playing one big game of like assault oh, in dual lane. Essentially, subscribing to that newsletter, dude. That means you get my farm. Oh, sign me up. I get yeah, damage yeah, online. I was, I was yeah. say, um, if the enemy spends too much time four. in your lane, yeah. If they and spend so much time in your lane that like the, there's pressure that your team can apply elsewhere because of that. There's like yeah. essentially free farm that you can go steal up and shit. Like it's not always a bad thing to be camped but yeah surely they're gonna dive my tower and not die to it but i will i mean that's fine <laughs> well yeah we ended up winning the game but i i i would just would love to hear the perspective from the soul laners in that game just they didn't get any attention the entire game they're just smacking each other doing whatever and then they just constantly see on the dual side of the map just everyone's just dying on both teams they're just like what the fuck is going on over there like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that's just like the duo experience, though. Is yeah. uh, every once in a while it'll just be my lane is is it, and junglers are there, level two, level three, come back every time a purple respawns, and just gank relentlessly. And it's just sometimes you're just chosen. And that's gotta like love one of those games. You gotta love when you're playing ADC and you find out that the enemy mid hit level five because you just got krakened. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they hit level yeah. five. Cool. And that the enemy mid isn't in mid. Because <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a or, you know, of the two. like mid jungle was in mid and no one called it. And now there's this four people in your lane. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's sick. They're like, and then you're and then your team's like, you should have placed wards and you ping the wards because it was too late. Um, yeah, it's a fun time. Mm-hmm. I love ADC. <laughs> You uh, speaking of playing AEC, I know you've been on the the ranked grind, Dolson. Yep. Do you have any you have any games you want to talk about? Anything um, worth mentioning? Or yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so we played one of my ranked games. We played against Hebo, Al Kwong, Set, Loki, Giannis was their comp, and we lost. <laughs> I don't want to play that comp. It was I was I was Nike solo against Loki. Loki goes transcendence, drops his fucking circle on the wave and runs around and is just super annoying the entire time. Invis in my jungle, stealing my blues, stealing back farm. Like I just just beyond impossible to keep up with. And I like try to ward a little deeper. So if he's going towards mid, we we had a let me pull up the exact KDA here. We had a Vulcan mid. 
uh, who ended up going three and seventeen that game. Oh God, that is tough. Our Cabracken went two and ten. I went three six Ooh. thirteen. But essentially, that game was so annoying because it felt like it was totally on the other side of the map. But if I remember correctly, our our duo tried to triple pull the buffs and died to it, and it gave their <laughs> their set um and it, it was set out Quang duo lane. Oh no! Um, gave them f- like free lane pressure, and then they just started like dying on cooldown, and so that lane got out of control. I admittedly like I just could not keep track of of this Loki, and so Loki kept running. Loki only went nine and fourteen, so it wasn't my problem, you know. Uh, that's how I'm <laughs> comforting myself with this. I just remember getting relentlessly split pushed. I mean, that's like as pick of a pick composition as as it as there comes right i mean it's Giannis setting portals opening up portals with his alt and then a bunch of assassins following that through and so like it's easy for me to say man my vulcan went three and 17 and like put it there but there's just only so much a vulcan can do against something like that like just suddenly getting relentlessly jumped on and i'm thinking like surely we outscale at some point but our our ho yi ends up at like eight and twelve and just gets killed off relentlessly and i'm a nike and so i'm like trying to jump in and and provide a big slow and like some peel because there's no back line for me to dive because they're all diving my back line so i'm (laughs) diving their dive and admittedly that was just a game i had a very hard time positioning myself properly because it felt like i was trying to peel four assassins because i was and then there's a Giannis on the other side of the fight that's that's just owning and so that was one of the more frustrating ranked games I've played on my on my journey because it felt like I couldn't do it. Like there was nothing for me to do almost. And I'm sure I could have played better, but... That's like the uh, classic solo complaint though, isn't it? Like there's genuinely yeah, I nothing I could have done to help. That's a solo laner thing right there if I've ever heard one. There's... You have to make your impact early in solo and ranked. I feel like like you have to rotate early, otherwise it's just you kind of just watch the game happen. Yeah, I watched and like that he game said, happen. like because um, I was just getting split pushed. <laughs> he would just he would uh, he, the moment he got transcendence, he could full clear my wave uh, with his circle and then would rotate out. And I'm like Nike trying to like wail away on the minions, and then I can finally like I'm you know five seconds behind on my rotation out, and by then my Vulcan's already been assassinated again or whatever. And I'm pinging. I'm like, yo, they're on their way. And, and the difference between really the matter. two, like yeah. a Loki. Two, he, he doesn't get. I mean, yeah, he's leveling it right to clear, but that's not Loki's how he's going to kill somebody with his two, no. right? He's just clearing no. it. How's Nike going to kill somebody? Probably with her one or the alt, right? But most right. likely the one. But you had to use that to clear. So it's even one of the yeah, things that, that like, fun. even after the wave, it's not like you could you could necessarily fight him per se. Like, it just even if you could match I, the clear, you weren't granted pressure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember I scrapped a bit early. Like, I, I remember maybe it was like one or two items in. I felt like I could, you know, just exist in that lane. Yeah, I don't know. And, they, you know, they pulled a bunch of early pyros, and I'd rotate in. And before I know it, I'm portaled, I'm knocked up, I'm stunned, I'm, you know, all of the above. Um, that one will live with me for a while. Because I remember, because it's, 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 it's peak confidence to despair over the course of, like, 30 minutes. Where I'm thinking, there's no way I lose to quad assassin Giannis comp. They're so squishy. Surely we just delete them all. Um, and then 40 minutes later in my life, I'm head and hands wondering where everything went wrong yeah so that was sort of aggravating i did win a game on izanami i'm i like iza just simply because i can turn my brain off in lane a little bit i two and i auto the wave <laughs> and then i walk away you know what i mean like i just don't have mm-hmm. to think about it yeah 100 <laughs> percent diamond I, iza I learned, for that reason 
That's right. And and look, if I'm not feeling super confident in in my laning phase or whatever, I'm like, I'm just going to slam Iza. I'm going to two, I'm going to auto, I'm going to walk away, and it'll be fine. Um, but I ended up, I played against a, I think, Shibalanke that game, who went um, ability style build. I think he went like trans into Crusher, Jotuns, or something like that. It was super annoying because I would, I, it felt like I would step up to clear the wave. And obviously his, like, branching attacks would hit me a little bit. And so, you know, you do your best to avoid those. And then eventually he got to the point where he just stopped caring. And his darts plus his, his jump in were enough to, like, three-quarter health, you know, chunk, like, half of my health away. And then he ults, and so I don't have the range advantage. And that ended up being just a super obnoxious lane where it, it didn't feel like I could fight very effectively. I guess that's sort of the shortcoming of Izanami sometimes when you're fighting into something like a ability damage Shibalanke. And I, I just quickly realized my goal is to not die. I'm going to come out of lane probably a le- like two levels behind. I'm going to be down, you know, half an item, whatever. But as long as I'm not, like, feeding this dude relentlessly, I'll be okay. And I do think I'm I'm good at that. If I, I may lose lane, but I'm not going to hand over, like, nine kills to my lane opponent. You know, I, I can sit under tower and absorb the wave and do it on cooldown and wait for my jungler to come help with my buff. And that was just one of those games. I said, this is just not going to happen for me. I got to sit back. And so it was more frustrating because I couldn't do anything for, like, 20 minutes in lane because I felt like I was just getting owned. Um, but I realized the rest of the map was going well for my team. And that's, like, Laramie on Mercury or something just, like, absolutely crushing every other. Yeah. I was like, you know what? As long as like, this guy isn't gonna like one shot her when when the fights start, like we're gonna end up winning this game. So that's I knew uh, my place, and it was that's been under my, my tower. <laughs> yeah, we've we've ADC. said it a few that's times a here. Sometimes you have to assume the position, and it's not necessarily sure. fun, but uh, sometimes you got to do it. And if that's what it takes yeah. to get your team the victory, yeah, I've been. I've been say, that's I'd... a that's a skill that a lot of people I feel like don't right. appreciate is the ability to lose with like like you have to be able, you have to know how to lose a lane. Yeah. I like, call it stalling. It happens all the time in solo. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time in duo. You have to be able to lose lane, but not like like feed. There's a right. there's a fine line. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been telling my teammates that like just let me stall out the enemy ADC. Like, cool, they get a level lead, two level lead. That's fine. They're gonna gank me on cooldown. Cool. As long as I'm not dying, we're winning that fight like 100 percent of the time. Like, and then once we get to team fights. I'll do my damage then. Uh, but but it has been like a frustrating adjustment specifically to this season, like where I didn't feel like I had to do that as much in previous seasons. But right now, the way jungle's designed is like they can gank a lot because of the way the farm is. Yeah. And honestly, I like that. I think it gives jungle more of a purpose than what they had before and allows them to have more of an impact just across the map. So I, I do like that. But it is a, a different approach to ADC for sure, or, or what I now call the second solo lane, uh, because <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that, that's how it feels right now. That's right. You clear wave, you fight over shield, and then you <laughs> wait for the next wave to, yeah. to come in and hang out. Is that, well, I mean, you, if you look at games you know like League, their dual on? lane is a lot more of a dual lane for than, than Smite has been traditionally, sure. right? Because if I remember correctly, they would like, you're, you're dual, you're, you're support, I forget what they call it in that game, I think it's support as well. Uh, it hung out for like 15 minutes for a while, and it was like a lot of Smite games like back, by back in the day, yeah. 10, you're gone. But I, yeah, it's it's been a minute. I haven't worked with my League of Legends co-worker for like three years now, so forgive me if I'm a bit out of the loop on that one. I haven't watched as much Pro League League as I normally do, um, so I don't know. But I do like watching some, some League casts from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, Dolson, have you ever watched how they cast League? Have you ever seen like the clips of them like from behind the scenes casting? Yeah, I've seen a few of those. Um, it's I it's really wild, dude. Them. It's yep. it's cool. I, I was watching. 
with the three and they're like they're pointing at each other like yep. as one voice is dying and i was, that's one thing i wanted to ask you like when you guys are casting like do you guys do that like if you feel like your voice is dying out like are you pointing at the other guy to take over or? yeah we we did a little of that at world specifically the camera thing because we i think production had the the camera feed that we were using like when the casters were up in our little pod that same feed was just always live if they wanted to pull it and mm-hmm. like we were standing and casting and wanted to like put it in a lower third or whatever and so there were like we had a couple little clips where we were actually i think in the the promo video we just put out for the seating tournament um there's like a clip of trelly and i like jumping around or something like that i love those <laughs> i think i think seeing the emotion the actual physical emotion behind the voice is so cool but yes we we do a lot of especially at worlds when the intensity gets a little higher and you want to have your you know your best casts and you're really dialed in we do a lot of hand communication, which it hasn't come out yet, but I, I did an interview with, with a long lane recently, and we were talking about this with, with COVID and everything that shut down and how it makes things more difficult. And one of the things I mentioned in that interview was I, I always feel, you know, I, I was able to learn how to cast Paladins live in studio with, with Pretty Hair and Rain Day, who's off doing great things, and Gormizer. And so I was in studio, like really there with coworkers. And whether it's subtle hand motions or just reading the body language of the person you're working with, it's so important and such an underappreciated part of casting that makes life easier and so during that interview in the long lane interview that'll come out i talk about how i especially with covid grew to appreciate you know the the sec casters the albion giants casters the 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 collegiate casters who are all casting remote and you're on discord with your co-caster and there's no you know you might have your camera on and you can like see the other person while they're casting but there's there's no like real interaction there and you're just trying to read what they're doing based on the intonation of their voice and it makes it makes it harder to cast that way and so you know with covid but but now specifically with worlds and stuff we were able to do so much of the hand communication and uh and all that actually i was i was nervous he never would have taken it miff always jokes about how he wants to take my end calls when we cast together uh he never would have in reality he's a softy at heart and then he would he would always let me have that moment but when the kings are about to win i think Stu gets picked like right outside the gates of the titan's base and then they kill like three members and then they go in and there's like one last little scrap and that's when i make the end call and right between Stu dying and three members of the Titans dying, and then the last two members of the Titans dying, and, and, and ultimately the end call. I, I needed a breath. Like, I I just, I blew everything on, on Stu and everyone getting picked just now, but, like, the moment's not quite there yet. I'm not calling it over. There's still a couple members of the Titans alive. And I'm, like, I'm giving Myth, like, a really, like, I, I somehow he deciphered it, but I'm, like, shuffling my fingers back and forth, and, like, I think he just got, like, I need two seconds, you give me, like, one quick sentence, and I'll be right back into it. And then right before sino goes back in at the end there i'm like telling myth to give it over uh, and he cuts off a sentence and it then it comes back in and, and the end call went off just fine so it's a really long-winded way of saying yes we do a lot of like body language and hand communication uh and it's it's super important and helpful really um to be able to read you know the intention and direction of your co-caster and and you know you'd think a lot of it comes from the chair ones which it does like i'm running out of air i need you to take this give it back to me quickly whatever like you know if i'm if it's a long fight i'm just telling my dude to take it and, and i trust them all to cast it um there are times though where it's actually the flip side where i'm talking about something in sort of a calm moment and my chair too like sees something or, or catches something and he does not want me to move on from it like I'll, I'll sometimes get some hand signals from from the chair too to let me know like what i've just said is what they want to talk about and it's the important thing to talk about and so obviously we're not able to literally sit there and 
discuss with one another all the nuances of casting. Like, all right, man, it's your turn. So, like, hand signals yeah. are, are, like, super important with, you know, any type of casting, yes. But I, it really comes out in those big moments when the intensity is really high. You know, there's a lot of hand, like, slow down motion, like we're going way too fast, take a breather type thing. And so it's a way to link up a bit better with the person that I'm casting with to, to kind of get back on the same wavelength. So for guys like Trelly, you know, I, I think him and I sort of joked how much he appreciated my hand signals and stuff, especially at Worlds, because he's obviously just, he's really starting to get into the swing of things, and he's done really well, but I don't think he's done a lot with, like, hand signaling and stuff in the past. And so at Worlds, when it really ramped up, I he, he had kind of joked about how much more, like, comfortable it felt in the moments where, like, he knows that I need something from him. And I'm very physically vocal with my hands, if that makes sense. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, big, I'm a big hand talker. <laughs> Um, I want to, I like letting my guys know what's up. I just never thought about it. Like I saw one of their clips yep. and I was like, dude, I, all the, the cast I've had an opportunity of doing is either been by myself or I finally yep. started working with other people. And it's hard to read, especially like when you're a chair two wanting to do analyze and you like, there's no way to be like, Hey man, hand it over when you're online. Right. You're um, right. And I was like, I, I, I was curious. I figured you guys did, but it was just one of those things. I was like that, that has to be, it was a thing that just helps make it just just a little bit easier and lets a nice flow to it. Yeah, it tightens it, it up. It was very much um, so uh, yeah. on display. What was it, season six, where you guys had the triple cast for the finals? Yeah, I don't remember who did that. It might have been five. It was aggro, Hindu, one. and someone. F dot uh, maybe. Yeah, it might have been F dot. So it was yeah. a triple cast yeah. with those three. That might have been season five because I think aggro and Hindu did season six, um, but. It's actually a really good point. You know, I was on, when they were doing the triple cast, I was just a fan in the crowd and I knew nothing about casting. Um, mm-hmm. But now I've really come to, to learn this. And especially with league casting, I know I think they, they did a triple cast for their finals. Between two people, it's very important to be able to communicate. Um, between three people, you're doing a lot of juggling. That It's like imperative to be able to, to hand point and figure out what's going on. Um, it's actually super interesting mechanically how the three man is generally structured where like the chair one is strictly doing team fights and objective fights and game ends and sieges. And then the other two are basically two like chair twos that just bounce back and forth like during the downtime. And then like if literally neither of them have anything to say, then maybe the chair one will, will come back in. But the the mechanics of a, of a three man cast totally change and Hindu and fin- or, uh, F dot and aggro definitely had to be on the same page and a lot of that is hand signaling and all i mean just personal chemistry and knowing each other's tendencies and things that's that's a whole another ball game with casting well i don't know if you had any more games but we definitely do have some guest uh questions from the community if we want to yeah, get into sure. that now my my ranked grind is 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 a grind and that's uh <laughs> and everyone knows that and, and everyone knows what the ranked grind is like uh plenty of ups and downs but i got nothing specific is sasquatch is the first one yep he yeah, would be the I'll, first I'll one go first. <clears throat> uh, our fans well just there's a few of us can be asking this <laughs> so first question from sasquatch is what's it like being a guest on smite's longest running podcast mm. <laughs> uh you know it's it's one of those moments where it really feels like you've made it um it's true. It wasn't it when should. I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is really cool. Uh, jokes, jokes aside, it is really cool. Um, you know, I've listened to, to some of your episodes in the past, especially when I first started, and I was trying to just consume as much smite as possible. Just listening to other people talk about it was was very helpful, and I like what you guys do, and it's a lot of fun. And I love doing stuff like this, and you know, anything that I can do to interact with the community more is always an easy yes for me. So. Jokey answer. It feels like I've now truly made it. Serious answer is it's a lot of fun and and I love doing stuff and 
I, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like hyper picky about the, the, the podcast and the interviews that I do. I mean, I've said yes to all but like one, but it is important to me that the stuff I go and do is, is you know, well done and, and something that's like good to be a part of. And, and you guys are clearly that. So it is a lot of fun being here. Well, we do appreciate yeah. it. We don't, we don't fool ourselves. We know that we're just a tiny little podcast and that's probably where we'll stay. But it is cool when we have people who are willing to take time out of the day to come on here. <laughs> just, just to clarify too, the only reason we I keep on it's kind of like a joke at this point. The only reason we keep on hammering down like the longest running podcast thing is because I think one of the episodes of Backliners, I want to say they uh, they mentioned that they were the longest running, and so we like had, we started like a little like a Twitter year. thing. We There's were like no we tweeted out of or like, like two years or something, right? Yeah, they said that yeah, after like a like, year, and I'm like, hold the fuck like, up. <laughs> yeah, it became a little thing. So it became like a joke with us. That was yeah. like, I mentioned it when I, whenever we talked to like someone that works there, anyone like that, we're just like, yeah, yeah we're right. the longest running one. <laughs> I talk to Agro a lot, so I'll make sure he knows before they go on to the next <laughs> Backliners episode. Uh, next one we have from Coffin Monkey. Yep, and this this one's really, we need you to put on your thinking cap for. Okay, Mr. Great. Dolson. Think of the voice lines and how the voices actually sound. Would you rather have a small cuckoo cutesy sticking out of your neck, interfering with your day-to-day life with that super annoying high-pitched voice, or would you rather have Kwai Pop Besset sticking out of your hand, screaming, hug me, ooh, constantly every time you were to shake someone's hand? No, oh, I hate both. Um... <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Yeah, you can this answer is, neither is, if you want. This is maybe a bit of a cop-out answer. I think I might choose the, the handshake one because I don't think I shake people's hands a lot. And so I think I think I get less exposure to annoyance, to the annoyance. Was it Bastet on my hand saying yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I think I get, yeah, less, I get, I get less Bastet weirdness than I would something sticking out of my neck just like constantly being annoying. Now, if it were like Bastet is always like a like a hug, a high five, anything like that, then suddenly my my exposure is is way up. But if it's simply cut off at handshakes, I think I choose that one because that is few and far between for me, and I'll lock that in as my my answer. I appreciate that that, that Dolson takes the answer that way because every time I get asked a "Would you rather?" question by my students, that's the path I take. I'm like, right. which would be the least like impactful to me? Yeah, and then uh, that's what I go with. One that's day fair, that's fair. Uh, we got Pete Esports or Pete Sports, Pet Sports. Uh, Dude, I never in. know how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, no one knows how to say it. Uh, coming in and saying, "What's it like being a guest on Smite's longest running podcast?" <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those moments where it really feels like I've made it. Uh, <laughs> where you know, I casted Worlds Finals a couple months ago. Casted my first finals two years ago, and you know that all pales in comparison to to a moment like this. All right, I, I promised I'd ask twice. I was hoping you, last, last I was hoping time, you would say time. the exact same thing you said the first time. I was trying so to remember exactly what I said, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. They go, wait, did the, did it like rewind? Like what happened? Right. <laughs> Next up, what is deja vu? Uh, again, from PE right. Sports, we have: uh, Do you think about Smite in the gym? Um, no. <laughs> what is your if favorite I need, workout? If I need anger and motivation, I will think about smiting the gym. <laughs> I will think about that jungler that ganked you a little too. There's a quad assassin mage game. There's the dude at the gym who 
he doesn't really watch my, but he knows what I do. And so I do think about it when he comes up and asks how work is going. But if I am there alone, plugged in, I am not, I am in my own little zone. Uh, so I would say rarely, if ever. I'm thinking and that's leaping me. right off from that, what's your favorite workout song? You know, my tastes have changed drastically since I started working out. Recently, you know, the like hard style remixes of like pop songs were, were it for a little while, like Disturbia by Rihanna, like that song remixed has has been going crazy. However, my new my flavor of the month music wise has been big epic versions of like movie and game soundtracks and and and, and like big moments. And so the Jedi Temple March like epic version has been what i'm (laughs) listening to like when i need to hit like a really heavy set that or or like duel of fates or something like that uh the big orchestral songs um have just been hitting a bit different for me recently you're speaking my language right now (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna lie i love trap remixes of orchestral songs yeah where they're like let's just slap a little bass and snare with this like yeah, yeah uh last one from pete favorite pasta dish i think it's I mean, the first, I'll just say what first came to mind. Chicken piccata, but I don't think that's... I think it can be independent of pasta, but I always eat it with pasta. It's just some nice lemony, buttery, capery chicken over a bed of spaghetti noodles is about as good as it gets, in my opinion. If that's not a correct answer, I don't know, a good classic like spaghetti and meatballs or something like that, I don't think you can really go wrong with. No, not bad, not bad. Next we have Folk Hero. Would you rather do only leg days or only arm days forever? You know what? Leg day gets unnecessary hate. Leg day is fun. That's it. That said, I don't love leg day because it hurts. Um, but I think only leg day or only arm day forever. I would rather have disproportionately huge legs than <laughs> than like just just massive. You know, like when SpongeBob inflates his arms and he's walking around looking like that. Yeah. If I'm thinking about what makes me feel less bad on a daily basis walking around um i would rather i'd rather do legs forever because i think i would just get less bored of those workouts and because i think i would look less ridiculous with just tree trunks and a regular body rather than massive arms and and everything else being disproportionately small compared to that so i'm locking in leg day can can i throw in a uh, practical gamer answer of course we're gamers we spend a lot of time sitting we most likely could probably use the leg exercises over <laughs> yeah, the upper body exercise. Yeah. Like those dudes. Have you seen those dudes that like inject their arms? I forget what, what yes. it is, but it's, it's like, like, it's called like yeah. synthol or something. Yeah. And they're just like massive. It's, it's, it's weird just like a looking. massive ball on their yeah. bicep. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> so no, bad. No. I, I no once talked, was talking to a bodybuilder, like an actual like bodybuilder dude. This dude was a fucking beast. Huge, huge person. And we, we've chatted a while. And I asked him what is the biggest problem in his life being that size. And when he told me is that he can't wipe his ass normally. (laughs) (laughs) They they have to get two technical guys, but they can't reach behind themselves. Just literally that's how it goes. And it's like, you know, that just gave me a different perspective about them guys became huge and beefy. Yeah, I'm okay not being that big. Back back on track to the serious podcasting now. That's right. And bright. Best pickup line outside of I cast Pro Smite. First of all, that's about the worst pickup line. <laughs> if, I'm ever, if I'm ever cold opening with someone and I say I cast Pro Video Games, I'm I'm in a I'm in a bad spot. God, this is a tough question. 
I'm a big fan of, like, the old middle school, if you were a pirate, which shoulder would you have your parrot on type vibe, where you're like, is it this shoulder or this shoulder, and then you put your hand around them. That's not super, like, pickup liney. <laughs> I would count that. I might have to just count that. I haven't, I don't think I've used, like, a pickup line in, <laughs> in like, ten years. I don't think there's I any think serious way to use one. I feel I like think there if is. you use I think one, it's gotta be a joke. Easy. There's no way. It's gotta, you, it's gotta be a joke. Like... like if like it is, I want to meet that person. I want them to explain it to me because I just don't. Like, I don't get it. The classic, like you, you remind me of my kitchen table because I'm gonna end up uh, banging like my banging or something. You, like. Right, banging every, yeah. banging you all over the house or something. Right. <laughs> oh no, you remind me of my big toe. That's what it is. You remind me of my big toe because right. I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna end up banging you on my kitchen table. There you go. That's yeah. right. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a classic. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna cop out with the old, uh, the old parrot one. I don't have a good one off the top of my head. And finishing us out here. Oh, I guess we do got uh, folk here coming in again. Whoops. <clears throat> I didn't pre-read this one. Hold up. <laughs> I just had to make sure. <clears throat> also, just can like you one time welcome us back to Smite by saying, do you listen? You're listening to the smooth sounds of Dulcet Dolson. You want, wait, they want me to say that like at the start of an SPL broadcast or, or like a like a Smite cast or something? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming like after a break or something. <laughs> I bet I could get away with that. I've said some silly things on on air before. You're listening to the smooth, dulcet, the, the smooth sounds. sounds of dulcet. The smooth sounds of dulcet, dulcet. I messed that up so quickly. <laughs> what, what is that even? What is dulcet, dulcet? What does that mean? Dulcet like just means like smooth and calm sound. It's like velvety relaxing. almost. Yeah. Um, gotcha. I will. You know what? I'm not going to promise that I'll say exactly that, but. I could get a little more unhinged with my uh, with my cast intros this year. I, there's room for uh, there's room for a bit of weirdness in there. I I was great at that in like season eight, where like I just say some weird out of pocket stuff to start the cast, and then like just actually get into it. And I fell off a bit in season nine, and so maybe it is time to get back to saying something like ridiculous at the end of the desk when I'm throwing to the casters to like catch them off guard. That might be that might be my brand this year. Is when I'm on desk and I'm throwing to the casters something pertaining to Smite still, but something that catches them off guard just to mess with my coworkers. And so maybe Dulcet Dolson comes out. Maybe Dulcet Dolson. But yeah. I've at least taken inspiration to to get a little bit more silly. All right. They give right. us decent like leeway it. with like you know as long as we're not saying anything fireable. As we as can have fun with it. As long as you're not that, betting that against the whole Twitch chat for five bucks, you know. Right. <laughs> He still owes a lot of people so, a lot of money. So, so much. Wait a minute. Uh, Did someone do that? Yeah, Mifflin yeah, did. Mifflin. Yeah, Mifflin bet against Twitch. Yeah, he was predicting. Like, he, I know he was predicting the the set win. I think that's right. That's what it was. He said, "I bet yeah, everyone in bet. chat right now five dollars that so and so is going to win this set, and then they did." Oh not. god, dude! I well, it's funny uh, is we did a five dollar <laughs> off coupon to like an apparel. Or a payroll partner or something like that. That was funny. I would, when y'all did that, I was like, this is never going to be letting go. Like, he's no. going to live... This is going to be here for a couple seasons, unfortunately. No, that comes him. up, like, once or twice a year now. That's so Sorry, funny. Sorry, we miffed up. <laughs> so, closing us out, we got our two co-hosts that aren't here. First off, we have Nev saying, Hi, Dolson. I'm sad I can't be there. I'm the short one you took a picture with at Worlds. And then uh, when you guys post a link to the tweet. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're anyways, I, do, I do remember thanks. Nev. I did take a lot of uh, p- pictures with a lot of short people, but I do remember meeting <laughs> Nev specifically. There you go. <laughs> very kind. Anyways, thanks for being here. What was the most exciting play slash set you've casted and why? Mm. And then there's the second part. I'll wait for your answer here. 
Oh, God. You know, you'd think I'd have a better, more prepared answer to this question. I mean, the, the easy answer is either of the two finals, Leviathans or Kings winning. Kings would probably win because it was live with a crowd with fans. Some of the, some of like the promotional tournament stuff is really fun because there's like so much weight on those matches and, and you know, either you're going to the SPL or you, you're not for a year. I'll stick, I'll stick with my, I'll stick with my, my Kings finals just this past Worlds um, as favorite slash memorable slash maybe not as intense because it was pretty quick, but uh, yeah, I'll stick with that one. And part two, what do you do when you need to fill the silence? Hmm. <laughs> The good news is, is I hate silence in my like daily life conversations. And so <laughs> I've gotten really good at just saying whatever's on my mind that actually, you know, it's, it's very easy. I actually, there's not much silence or downtime at worlds because literally every little thing you can nitpick and talk more about. And, and so like worlds casts are super easy to just kind of keep things flowing. What can get tough is like a middle of the year SEC, like Thursday morning, week three, like there's not serious implications on the line and the games are, are, you know, really long. Those are the ones where sometimes like if my brain and my co-casters brains are just like a little turned off that morning you kind of got to force things i'm okay with letting casts breathe every once in a while you know you take a beat instead of just spewing out something completely random my default though if it's if it's truly about to get silent and i've got nothing my co-caster has nothing i will just reset and recap the state of the game and talk about the the two teams that we've got matching up you know remember this is seed number whatever versus whatever i try to make it somewhat important you know whoever wins this one moves one spot closer to the seeding that will get them into the tournament whatever um start asking to so look at graphs and things right if it truly is about to get silent i will zoom way out and just totally reset and buy hopefully time for something to happen because in some of those games some of those i remember you know the eu sec they're really really good <laughs> at smite but some of their games really have dragged on in the past they picked it up during during the land stuff picked up their pace a bit but i can remember casting you know a 40 minute eu sec game with like three kills and i'm like we have talked about every build we've talked about every rotation that may or may not have happened we've talked about what comp is better at this point in the game anyway and still like nothing is really broken open and that's when we have a little leeway if i can't recap because we've already done that i'll just start joking around which has gotten us into trouble sometimes but um yeah i'll i'll zoom out and sort of just recap where everything is uh and if that is run dry then i'll i'll pull the ripcord and just start messing around with whoever's whoever's co-casting with me well a lot of times even some of the triggers you're going for are something as small as like uh they didn't buy the item you were expecting they didn't place the ward where you would expect or sure something along that lines you could always tell whenever Epdot was casting if there was a lull in the game because he would he would take a step back. He go, "We're 22 minutes into this game and yep. this is happening." And then yep. if suddenly nothing else happened after that, you go, "So what's your take on hot dogs?" And yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the and you know, I avoid that entirely with any meaningful game ever. You know, I, I never default to like joking around. Um, but when when we cast as much smite as we do. It's I've got to have a blank check to, like, every once in a while for some of the, the lower impact games to just, like, let my brain breathe for a minute. And I would make an argument. This is a bit of a soapbox. But I'll keep it a, a quick soapbox. I would argue there are some times where it's more entertaining for the casters to mess around and joke around a little bit and have some fun than whatever, like, actual smite game is going on if it's, like, just super no action and teams are just happy to farm for 30 minutes. 
100%. Ultimately, my job is to entertain, and if the game is just super slow and super boring, I don't love the... Like, I always feel weird coming off a cast where I've been a little loopy. Like, I always feel kind of like, all right, I didn't really do my best work there, but I do recognize that every once in a while, the right play is to actually have a little bit of fun with it. So yeah, I think I just kind of try to read. I read the room and go from there. Well, you say your job is to entertain, but it's almost more to make sure that someone is entertained, right? And if the sure. games aren't doing it, that's when you step in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not not to like talk down it. on the games, but like no. we've all been in 10-minute farm fest. They're, they're just not yeah. exciting. So You're totally right. I agree. Um well, at the end of the, at the end of the day, too, you guys are also you guys are also personalities. Like right. we like, you know, as a viewer, like we Obviously, we want, you know, a good viewing experience and good casting and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we also want, like, you guys to be yourselves. So sure. yeah. that's part of the reason why we like the casters is because, like, you know, otherwise we could have, like, a robot doing it. Be like, oh, this happened. And, like, that's it. Chat GPT Other, but, you know, is going to take guys... my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AI is coming for it. <laughs> that's right. So we got Depp coming in with three questions. <clears throat> Number one, do you have a Penta? Yes. I have, like, two actual Conquest Pentas. I have an Artemis Penta in Conquest. Um, I have, like, a handful of Arena Pentas. My numbers are weird, though, because it was one of those Arena Pentas where I get the Penta, and then they respawn, and each person I kill after that is another Penta. And so my account says that I've got, like, 12, but I think I only... I have, like, four or five, like, true actual Pentas, I think. One was on Vimana. Crit... Crit build Vimana, and I felt real good about that. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Nice. That's fun. Well, this question two was what got in game mode, so you already got that down. And number three, would you cast yourself getting said Pentas for us as you remember it, remembering it happening? Oh my god. Um, I'm going to blow some of your <laughs> if, I, if I really do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe for your sake and your, your viewer's sake... Oh man! Yeah, you know, I, I would say you don't. I'm just saying. I'm no. trying to. You I'm can, trying to remember the moments. I might skip just for your for your ear sake, um, because you know I will yell. But it's just that's not a fun experience for anyone. Just imagine me yelling and screaming indescribable words. One of them's posted somewhere, um, actually somewhere down in my retweets, and I punched my chair and it tipped over. Um, so you cubo Fred your chair. I cubo Fred. <laughs> I, I will see. Let's go, dude. Listeners, I will see if I can find that and get it sent to Depp to get that. It's clip. not too far down in my uh, in my retweets. It's findable. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't awesome. know if you guys have questions of yourself. I I have two. If you want to do mine, ask away. One of them's kind of one of them's kind of dumb. One of them's like an actual serious question. I'll do the dumb one first. So I I'm West Coast, mm-hmm. and so. I feel like I get because I queue on on West Coast servers, and so depending on time of day and whatnot, I I end up running into a lot of the same people in my queues. Yeah, and I've noticed a duo queue running around. I'm not sure if it's been brought up to you. Is it the uh, beefy arms a, and the meaty legs? It is. Yeah, the yeah dude. beefy arms and Dolson's meaty legs duo queue running around terrorizing yeah. the the conquest scene on West Coast. <laughs> I run East Coast too from time to time because I have them in I, the names of the week. Nice. I met them at Worlds. Actually, I met I met the uh, <laughs> I met the duo, and I'm I'm very glad to say they seem like good humans. You know, if people are running around with like <laughs> beef, beefy arms and meaty legs with my name attached to it, and they're like hella toxic, I'm a little worried about it. Um, but it seems like they're yeah. actual like down to earth guys, and so I am familiar. And because people will run into them in, in the lobbies and like send me pictures on Twitter and stuff sometimes, and I find it hilarious. Uh, and it was really cool yeah. meeting them at Worlds. <laughs> I was probably more excited to meet them than they were to meet me. A, a standout moment in my career. That's funny. 
then I also have a second one, a more serious one. Uh, I was gonna say like, what's what's something that people don't get to see when it, as far as like the life of like being a caster and everything. And like my my example is kind of like like you 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 watch sports and you know like athletes, right? They yep. we see what they do on the field, and that's kind of like what most fans see, but we don't get to see like you know them waking up at three in the morning, training all day, right. like all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Like what's what's something that people don't get to see that like goes into being a caster? Yeah, I'd think that it's probably it's probably obvious, but there is a lot of work and and self reflection that goes on with this with this type of job where we obviously sit down. We do VOD review as a team a few times a month, um, and so we'll, we'll critique ourselves as a as a group. But a big thing that requires hurdling, and and this was hard and still can be hard for me, is being okay with self-critiquing critiquing from the community knowing how to like exist on a an internet basis where everyone can kind of voice their opinion on you and the way you do things um and and being able to filter through a lot of that and and actually pluck out the stuff that is meaningful and worth changing rather than you know just a guy i might have talked bad about his favorite team once and then now suddenly just like can't stand to listen to me and always (laughs) You know, that that happens and, and so sifting through a lot of that can be difficult, but it's the type of it's the type of job where you'll get feedback from your team and that's the most meaningful feedback you're you'll get. But so much of it has to be self self driven where, you know, say I, I, I get up, go to the office, we do our mic checks, things like that, I get off my cast, and if I'm feeling if I'm feeling like I didn't hit my mark that day and you know to, to anyone out there it might have sounded like a totally normal a totally fine cast but like there's just something in my brain that just didn't feel right getting to the bottom of that can often involve going home immediately listening back to the cast and i hate doing that because i hate my voice but like it's such a necessary part of of getting better and breaking bad tendencies and so you know there's actually there's not much mystery around you know we we get up well our call times are at 10 usually if the broadcast starts at 11 do our work, head home. But because we cast so much Smite, there's not a lot of built-in work hours to self-critiquing, self-improvement, team improvement. And so we have to find that time, oftentimes on our own, or if we have like off days, we'll, we'll try to schedule like cast or VOD review. But in the same way, to your point, you know, traditional sports players will, will sit and watch film. You know, you, coaches talk about sitting on their couch with the iPad out watching the, the, the game film. I don't go to that that extreme with it, but <laughs> a lot of the time that we're not at the studio, there's there's content planning, video planning, you know, self critiquing going on, and that's the only way I've really found that I'm able to kind of consistently improve and not just be happy with with where I'm at. Just not e- it's not easy. It's not super fun. Again, just because I hate how I sound, but like I hate like the literal sound of my voice. I don't think anyone loves it. Yeah, I will say all of us nodded when you say I hate the sound of my voice. All right. of us were like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't listen to any episodes that I'm in. I and getting over that like, was hard, you know, <laughs> yeah. like sitting down and being like, all right, I got to listen to the words I'm saying and not the, the tone that I'm using to say them. Unless I'm like casting a team fight or something, and I need to listen to tone. But getting over how annoying I think I sound was was problem one. <laughs> For sure. You guys, uh, you guys have anything for him, or are we gonna? Yeah, I got, I got two questions. One right. smite related, one not. Uh, the smite related one is like, do you, for like precast, do you have yeah. any, like like certain songs, certain thing you do like pre, <laughs> like instead like like pregame ritual, but it's precast right. ritual. You got anything like specific? 
for my for my world's casts, yes. Um, finals, I'll I'll look a little prima donna y, and I'll be walking around with like my headphones on, just kind of like in my own zone before finals. Throughout the year, like the regular year, regular SPL games, I don't I haven't gotten nervous for that type of stuff in in a little while. I've just got to make. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, so if I'm tired, I've got to make sure that I do get some caffeine in me at some point. I'm. I like the least amount of chaos in my mornings as possible. Um, if I can sit in the green room, scroll through social media for a little while, watch TikTok, drink coffee, and then go cast, that's like an ideal scenario. If I'm at Worlds and I feel like I, I need to kind of lock in and tune everything out, I'll throw the headphones on and it's honestly the same music that I listen to at the gym is what I just listened to pre-cast. Because in those moments, I, I have gotten not nervous in the sense that I didn't think I could do it, because I know I'm capable, but, like, anxious to get it started. And if I just sit there twiddling my thumbs, it's going to, like, take me over. Um, and so at Worlds, I'll listen to a lot of music, but I have a very boring precast routine the other 99% of the year where I just, I don't want too much food in my belly, and I don't want to be too amped up. I just, coffee, light breakfast, and, and let her rip. That's how I'm with coaching. Like, I can't eat. Like, before I go out and coach, like, I don't care how long a track meet is. Like, I'm like, the other day I had a Snickers, and then, like, seven hours later I got to eat food. Because I just can't. Like, it's, like, one of those things where I just get too much much energy going. The other question is, is who do the Bengals need to sign, man? Free agency or (laughs) or draft picks? Who who do they need to get? Because I love watching Joe Burrow, man. Yeah. They they signed Orlando Brown from the Chiefs. Pro Bowl tackle, which I I'm happy. Let let Joe cook. That's my that's my vibe. I I think it's time for Mixon to be done in Cincinnati. I think he carries too much money on his contract, and it's time to let him go. And so I think it's actually I'm in a mindset where I want to cut Mixon. And if Bijan Robinson somehow drops to us, I don't mind taking him in the first round. If he does not, I don't mind taking a poke at like one of the running backs in the second or third or fourth round. Because it's such a pass-talented offense. Um, yeah. If you can get a, a, a back that can catch the ball and scramble a little bit, it doesn't have to be, like, world-class. And and you look at a lot of teams that have made it deep into the playoffs and won Super Bowls. They either have veterans on really cheap deals at running mm-hmm. back, or they have rookies who are on rookie deals at running back, and that is it is a part of their offense that they don't have to worry about paying. So I would like – Mixon has been a great emotional leader for the Bengals. But I think he just suddenly is going to start costing too much when you consider Burrow and Higgins and Chase and offensive line help that we're bringing in. So I think offloading running back money and bringing in a cheaper contract, hopefully still a talented running back, but one that's not going to cost us as much as Mixon wants, would be my my first priority. We also lost both of our safeties and we just signed one. So, I was going to mention, what about what about DBs? Because you guys lost like right. both your starters. Um, you know, Awuzier was hurt last year, but he's coming back. We signed Eli Apple, and he's, you know, he exists. Um, <laughs> he's all right, yeah. Some polarizing figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like, I don't mind paying, paying for offense and then drafting on defense. Um, I think we have some rookie guys on defense who, who will step up. And, and we drafted D back a couple. We drafted a safety and a and a cornerback in the draft last year in rounds one and two. And so hopefully they'll. I think the the front office foresaw Jesse Bates wanting too much money and Von Bell maybe being too expensive to keep around. So I think they've had a plan. And we just signed one of the Rams 
starting safeties, and so I think mm-hmm. they'll slot in somewhat nicely. So I think my most glaring want is saving money in running back and applying it to offensive line and defensive help is my dream come true, which is why they won't do it. Yep, I'm a Vikings fan. I get it, man. We're paying Kirk Cousins like so much money. I'm like, please, like, can we can we get some defense? That's all I want. Not asking for a lot here. I'm a Colts fan, man. It just sucks. Yeah, we suck. Yeah, no turnaround. Every look, the Bengals had. I'm about to turn 28. They had not won a playoff game in 31 years going into the season two years ago. I had not been alive to see a playoff win. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, there were plenty of dark days in high school and in college for me as a Bengals fan. You know, uh, they're, I love all this optimism. But I'm from ahead. Michigan. <laughs> we have yeah, the Fro li- lives in Michigan, so. so... You know what? Regardless, every NFL team is going to have their ups and downs. <laughs> I'm sticking with the optimism. Uh, it's the way you're gonna. Yeah, they'll hit yeah. in the draft, and suddenly they'll have great years. I'm I'm hoping they sign Burrow to a 10-year, 500 million dollar contract, and I don't have to worry about quarterback for the next 10 years of my life. That would be a dream. That'd be pretty. Boy, sick. wouldn't that be nice, huh? I felt bad for about a quarterback Riggs, every dude. year. That's crazy. This yeah. man's a Colts fan. They and they're up 28 <laughs> nothing or whatever. And I was like, oh man, I'm gonna hear so much from. Oh Riggs. yeah. And we then don't, we don't have to talk about that game. And then a couple hours later, things uh. Things went drastically different. I, I don't even think I yeah, DM'd yeah. you about it. I was just like, I'm going to leave him alone. No. Biggest NFL comeback <laughs> in history. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, dude. Cool. We love that. We love that. <sighs> um, but, yeah, Fred, do you have any have any questions? Or I never remember uh, I long. do not have any questions in particular. He's already uh, answered quite a few of them. Yeah, sorry. I talk a lot. Um. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're good. good. I mean, but, luckily this is a podcast. Right. No, I know, but the the simple questions I still somehow find a way to stretch into like ten minute answers. Um, and so I always end up feeling a little bad. No, you're good. Well, I mean, we if you remember before we started, Riggs is like uh, fair. <laughs> they, they listen to started. us every week. They don't give a fuck about us. Fair enough. <laughs> they want to. No, they you. do. That's why they listen every week. It's because they care about you guys. You know, if they didn't care about you guys, they wouldn't be listening every week. That's how you got to think about it. Fair. True. Uh, Fro, you wanna you have the thank yous lined up or uh, uh, no, no, I didn't have them ready because I'm just never prepared for this ever. So I'm I'm gonna vamp <laughs> like I do, but which I'm getting pretty good at vamping because you know I gotta it's always past me and I'm not ready. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons: Ariel Steele, Asbestos Dog, Bria, Chia Pet, Weatherman, Keith, Jade Flag, and Baseball Griff, Bombi, Danny Boy, Caveman, Neo, Coffin Monkey, City Arlets, Gilly, Snorlax with the Man, Adios, Sir Ember, K Brojo, Famous Freak, Stuff. Meister, Backlash, Saydowns, Dr. Godfucker, Lantern, Reese, Warlord, Yo, Bats Kid, Echo Dunk, Doc, Necro, Joe, Necros, Otter Joe, Riggs, Drakon, Glenn Wiggle, Granite Boys, Camel Void, God damn it, I did that last week too, Camel Hoss, Void vs. Void, Embright, Sloppy Satch, Scion, Geminon, I'm just failing, Scion, Gemini, Batman, Sandman, Aquasoft, Kilowatt Man, I'm a Hater, Mr. Man, Colorado, Amberbug, Folk Hero, and The Big Red. Thank you all very, very much for helping us improve our podcast. We do I, have. I just thought about why uh, do we have Blaze McDaddy? What? Go ahead. Why do we have the dyslexic guy read that? <laughs> <laughs> oh thought. my god, dude! <laughs> I brought this up before. I feel bad. Yo, but, bro, you said it to me. I want to see if I can read through it in one take, not taking a breath. Oh well, we'll do it's, that. It's after. getting long enough where it's it's a bit of a challenge, but uh, yeah, that's why I want to. Yeah, do Riggs, I, 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 I have brought this up. Why do we have the legitimate dyslexic person read that read this every week? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Blaze McDaddy's got his brand new mic set up now. Whoop whoop. Thank you, patrons. Thanks, peeps. Appreciate it. I finally got the settings right, so it shouldn't be weird this week. Oh, I yeah. mean, you say that, but uh, just, something's going to be fucked up. Because anytime we mention how our audio is going to be good this week, no, it on just Audacity utterly week, gets tanked Every time somehow. I spoke, there'd be a little like sign curve afterwards uh, for my math fans out there. There's not many, but that's okay. Um, and it, it made me concerned. But uh, this week, it I the pop filter I bought came in and we're good. The little tail at the end? Yeah. Is that just a gate kick? Anyway, anyways. Yeah, we got it. We anyway, fixed it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> we fixed it. It's all good. Dalton, uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. Do you have any any plugs you would like to you know, you stream now? You're, you're grinding to diamond. Dalton to diamond. Yeah, Dalton to say. diamond. We're almost there. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be a dog that, that catches its tail, and I might not want to play ranked ever again. Like, I, I did it. I showed that I, I slammed ranked once, and now I'm, like, done forever. Um, that could happen, or I could get addicted. One of the two. Um, yeah, I mean, if people want to watch me stream, it's Dolson Live, same as my Twitter. Um, really, just thanks to the community for being a great community, and excited to get cast in some SPL Smite soon, just around the corner. It'll be a great year here in Season Year 10X. I'm covering all my bases. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's on the 31st, right? Yep. Is SPL kickoff? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you'll get to see get to see Dolson cast in some games again. And uh, yeah, I think that about does it for this one. So uh, get the fuck out of here. Links Later. will be in the description, Bye-bye. everybody. Yeah, that. Boy. Boy. Here we go. Here we go. Start it up. Start it up, Dave. Here we go. You're boosted. No. Let's go. Victory. Okay, Drea time. Drea time. Drea time. Okay, just kidding. Dave time. Will this oh my god, that goddamn dog. One swing of the sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, Dave, go, you're so fucking Yeah, 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 this is good, this is good. Get the goddamn dog, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last one, last one, last one. Here, here. Right here, right here, right here. Go on. Yeah!